ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. All right, so thank you for joining me today. Uh, today on the podcast, I have my good friend JR, Kyla, and Britt, and uh, we'll just be talking through the sermon today. And it uh, it was a very good sermon. Uh, Pastor Freddie always brings a fire, and uh, he, yes. he's got a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and uh, I always... Uh, get a lot from when he he speaks up there. And uh, so today actually is the last day of the fast. We are ending our 21-day fast. And how's that going for you guys? Guys, I broke the fast. This is the best day of my life. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. So, Do you have ice cream for breakfast? Two, two different kinds, two cupfuls. I went to Brewster's. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I, I should be like, I have not been sponsored by Brewster's for bringing this up, but, but I got two be. different flavors. Um, it's the best day of my life. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. I got I'm mint, back. mint chocolate crunch and coconut, nutty coconut. It had nuts oh, and coconut. It was good. so good. It was both worth of those it. sound really good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm the most excited that the fast <laughs> is over, right? I mean, yeah. now, now, JR, uh, we haven't talked to you since we started this fast. Did you fast anything in particular, or how did that go for you? No, I, I, I did fast. So I, I normally eat four meals a day. Okay. Small okay. meals. Okay. And mm-hmm. so I dropped one of the meals, the afternoon meals. It's It, it was it, tough. It, it was tough, yeah, because, yeah. you know, you get about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and, you know, you're in, in the middle of when you last ate, when you're going to eat. Mm-hmm. Especially when your body's used yeah, to, yeah, and you start thinking about yeah. food, and it's like, oh man, how am I gonna make it? But you know, it was it was kind of rough for a few days, but mm-hmm. then you know, you get a week, two weeks in, and you're like, okay, this you is can get this is normal. Yeah. I feel like I'm like a child, like you're like an adult. It's like <laughs> I fasted a meal, like a normal person. I'm like I fasted ice cream, and I went to Brewsters. <laughs> I, I guess I'm so regular about it, though. People noticed. Really? Oh. Brother, you're not having your afternoon you snack. You want to diet or okay. something? Right? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, everything's good. Uh, everything all right? Uh, tell us what I do. Yeah. Listen, nice. I, I know you're supposed to, like, you know, you're not really supposed to talk about what you're— fa- I mean, I've told everyone. I've given them ice cream. Like, I want— <laughs> just whining about it, too. It's like accountability right. or something. Like, don't let me cave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, we're back on the, uh, the uh, ice cream. So, um, Britt, how about you? Yep. So, I kind of did very similar to JR. I dropped— breakfast mm-hmm. and so this morning I had a nice piece of avocado toast with some oil and Look feta at all cheese these adults. <laughs> it was oh. delicious I had a great breakfast this morning how healthy nice. yeah, was, and i guess fantastic. i can put instagram back on my phone yeah yeah if you want it i don't, want know, I want I don't, know. I don't uh, know i take the fast from instagram every yeah. once in a while and i'm like uh-huh. i don't think i need it back <laughs> right golly i know um okay so uh, going into the the sermon today so Pastor Freddie uh, gave us the uh, sermon, and he went over the stages of belief and kind of dived in, dove into it. And um, you know, one one of the first things that um, I really caught was so he's talking through John, and he says, uh, "Therefore, John is saying, the more we believe, the more life we will experience." Thus, John wrote to convince the skeptic, but also to provoke the believer toward a continual growing belief in the Savior. And I thought that w- that was that was good. So you know, when we're thinking about belief, and you know, it's not just one stage; it's not just one act. It's more of that continual process and growing through your belief and everything. Mm-hmm. Anything stand out to any of you guys through that? Yeah, I mean, it kind of brings up what I what, where I was looking at, where mm-hmm. it's it is this continual growth. It's not 
we kind of even talked about it a little bit last week where if you think you've kind of hit the point where you've made it, you're like, nope, you're still in the process. Like it's, it's the same with our belief as well, which kind of brings me to, to one of my topics and questions was that not everything we believe is true. So how can we decipher that? How can we take these, uh, all these ideas and beliefs that are thrown at us, even some that seem to maybe work with Bibli- and with the Bible and biblically, how can we decipher and, and really break down if those are actual real beliefs mm-hmm. or, or like if they're true beliefs? Yeah. And yeah, when you, when you say that, not everything we believe is true, but not everything that we believe. We can believe things that are false, but they don't have a detrimental impact on our right. lives. And yeah. so it's just like, you know, I can believe that, you know, the world's flat, but Honestly, does that really, yeah, right. <laughs> does that really like affect like my day to day? Like right. probably not nope. or, and everything. And, but it's something with that much impact, with that much, um, weight behind it as what we're talking through today, right. you know, yeah. our beliefs that, you know, Jesus is the son of God and, um, and th- through that. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing to kind of bring up through that. Tough question. Yeah. You know, how to <laughs> decipher the beliefs. You know, one thing that, um, I really like like my family, my sisters and I will get together and we'll bring up different points and we kind of, we all debate it. We all, and the, the cool thing is, is we all like just give, you know, we're able to break it down and see different people's points of view, like different perspectives on mm-hmm. it. Um, but we all fundamentally believe the same thing. So it's cool to just get different, ta- you know, yeah, how absolutely. do we know what we believe? I mean, I, I feel like it's a good opportunity to kind of take back the layers and really determine sure, yeah. if you're you know, really, truly believe in and if it lines up with the Bible, yeah. you know? Especially like you said, with conversation with, mm-hmm. with other believers and, and it is fun to talk about that stuff and just to really like get into other people's, like yeah. how our brains work and how we decipher scripture and how we, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as I'm sitting here thinking about truth, one of the most famous questions ever asked was to Jesus himself during his trial by Pilate who asked, what is truth? Mm. The it's not lost on me that the person he was talking to at one point said, I'm the way, the truth, mm. and the life. Right. That's, it's kind of an interesting thought when you think about truth is immutable. It doesn't change. Mm. And so the, the truth that we have in Jesus doesn't change. So kind of bringing it back to your, your question, lining up with Scripture, lining up with biblical counsel, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Yeah. How do you stay on that path of truth? I think that's a that's a Or solid. like you said, Jesus said, I am the way, the yeah. truth, and the life. So compare yep. it next to Jesus. What, right. How does yep. it look next to Jesus, right? Yep. Ultimate comparison. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What, yeah, what is truth is a, a interesting question to kind of chew on uh, as we kind of think on, on it because, you know, just to say that this is a table and that's true, you know, <laughs> we can knock on it, we can, you know, have some properties with it. But when we when we look into the Bible, I don't think that there is anything that is truer. I don't think we can experience the Bible and, you know, look at it as anything other than, you know, the essence of what truth is mm-hmm. because it, it expounds into different categories. It's, you know, the, our experience, it's who we are and everything. And so, um, yeah, I think when you, when you think of it that way, it's, it's, it's like, you don't, you can't really prove it scientifically, you know, right. it's not like something, but it, that doesn't mean it's not true. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean, you know, it's just you're looking at it through a different lens and um, it's even more so true. It's it's like embodies that word of truth even more than like this is a table. And so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> definitely I don't. Yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but the um, another thing, and so when we think about our beliefs and so 
he says that beliefs are never stagnated. You grow in them as you grow as through the ups and the downs of, of life. And so one of the things I was thinking about it, you know, have, have any of your beliefs changed or evolved as you, you know, started off as a Christian and then kind of, as you see the Bible, as you see the stories of, of Jesus. Now, I, I think for me, you know, some of the stories as a, a kid, I looked at as kind of myths or fables or kind of these things that were just more about lessons. And the more and more I'm starting to look into it, I, I kind of view them more as, no, these, these actually happened. These actually like were true events. And so, um, yeah. Is there anything that stands, stands out to you guys? Yeah. There's one lie that I actually believed, uh, as an early Christian is that I, I needed to get things straight before I could worship mm-hmm. properly. Right. I needed to make sure that my life was in good order before I could go worship. And that's that's as far away from truth as you could get. Right. And it was just over the process of maturing and discipleship, I realized, now nah, you come to Jesus just as you are. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you have to come and worship. And especially when you're in those moments that you feel like you shouldn't, that you're not yeah. worthy. That's the moments we need to be in worship mm-hmm. the most. Yep. Those are the most pivotal moments to worship. Yeah, and kind of yeah. that lens, I believe, too, when I first started out, it— being a Christian and the evolution of my faith was the presence of not doing the bad things and, you know, omitting the things that were, you know, negative or, or, you know, the things like, you know, I would think of as a kid, I was like drinking, smoking and cursing and things like that. I was like, the more that I'm away from those things, the the truer my faith is and everything. And it had nothing to do with the acts. It had nothing to do with the things that I was actually doing for God. I was more of just, you know, stopping doing the bad things. Mm-hmm. And that's right. kind of how I saw it at first too. But any, anything else, uh, when you like first started believing that you've seen kind of, as you went through some of these stages, or maybe you're, you've kind of gotten hung up on some of these stages through the belief, um, that you can think about. Yeah. I mean, for when, so when I was like younger, I, you'd hear people like, Oh, and you're like going through a hard time. Then people are like crying out to God. And I always thought like, wow, that's like, you're going to wait till then to like cry. You know, I almost had a very negative take on it because Mm. I didn't have any bad thing that ever really happened to me. So I never really understood it. Then when I actually walked through a really dark time in my life and found myself really, then it all kind of lined up through all these stories in the Bible where like people like, you know, cried out to God, questioning him, like, why are you, why is this happening to me? Why, you know, and then I found myself doing the same thing mm-hmm. and um, coming out on the other side of it. Um, that is where my faith super like strengthened. That's mm-hmm. when I really can say like, I am truly following God. Like he brought me through the darkest time in my life. And so now I'm getting it. I'm getting what those stories were whenever I was like, like younger and not even like super young. I'm not talking about like a kid, like in my twenties and stuff where I'm like, well, these people are going to wait until something bad <laughs> happens, you know? Right. And I'm like, oh no, like they weren't waiting, just something bad happened. And then like God really brought them through. So. Right. Well, and I think it's really important to say that because one thing Freddie said is that those kinds of things, they increase your confession. I think he specifically said your confession of conviction. And so the, you know, there's, I know myself when I hear someone give that, you know, that story, I'm like, wow, you know, I dealt with something kind of similar mm-hmm. and God could do it from them. He can do it for me. And so I think it's really important to say those things, to put them out there and to lift up the name of God as the, the redeemer. Yeah. 
Well, I yeah. did. <laughs> and, it's, and it's through those times of, of, you know, trials, those dark times, those times of, of suffering that we, we have to evaluate our beliefs. You know, they kind of put them to the fire. They kind of say, you know, it, it causes us to reevaluate. And I, I think that that's part of why we are, you know, we, we do suffer is because it, it causes us to either say, you know, that part of what I thought isn't necessarily valid or true and but this is how what I truly believe and it causes us to you know dive a little bit deeper into those beliefs and so you know one of the stages he says that they they give meaning to our existence and we will become what we believe so you know when you are in those trials you kind of have to evaluate where what are your values what what where do you stand behind because when you get put in the fire you know you're going to have you know, have to choose. You're going to have to decide which way to go. And he talked a little bit about the atheists and how, you know, that is, they do have beliefs. They do have values that they stand behind, even though that they say that, you know, that that's what they're getting away from is the religion, the Christianity and everything. But to be an atheist and believe that, you know, science is the the end all be all, that is a belief in itself. And that's what they, they stand behind and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying about um, about worshiping through those trials, like we were talking about. You you become what you believe. If you're not worshiping through those things and you're turning to other things, that's what you're going to continue to turn to. You're going to be because those things will feel some sort of comfort. They'll give you some sort of comfort, some sort of brief reprieve from what you're feeling, and you're just going to keep going back to it, keep going back to it. So if it's the drink, if it's the smoke, if it's whatever it is, if if, if whatever. Fill in the blank. If you're not filling it in with worship and time with the Lord, that's just where it's going to lead to. Just like Pastor Freddie said, you're going to become that thing. Like it's, That's going to be you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So might as well turn to worship <laughs> instead because, golly, that, that the comfort, like Kyla was saying through her, her trials and my trials and I mean, the comfort of that and then to come out on the other side and remember that comfort through that, it's life-changing. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the other things that he said is that um, our beliefs shape our thinking, which influences our behavior. When the gap between what we say and what we really do narrows, tough decisions become easier. High-stakes situations demand that we make our decisions based on our core values, the intersection of what we believe and how we behave. And I thought that just really encompasses, you know, the whole thing there. And so... You know, what we believe influences who we're going to become, and um, that's why it's so super important to, you know, have these beliefs be in process and chew on them as, you know, you're going through those times and, you know, leaning on them and then telling people about it because that exactly, you know, that helps other people as well. Uh, is there anything else that stood out to you guys with the sermon or any questions you want to throw out? Yeah, why does that uh, sheep keep going back to the canal? Yeah, so— for the, uh, um, so yeah, Pastor Freddie set his his notes and uh, he he sent this TikTok video of this sheep, you know, getting pulled out of this trench and um, they the person that got him out and then right as he starts running around and he circles back and he ends up right back in the trench. And it, and it was, such a like, good illustration. He like full send jumped him yeah. back in the trench like he was. <laughs> Yep. So I got a little bit of full confession. I, I am that sheep. Oh, yeah. We all are. I yeah. mean, I get pulled out, and I see some pretty miraculous things, and then I turn and head right back to the canal. Mm-hmm. So that question is just as much for me as for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, is there anything that you guys can think of with um, how to how to really, I guess, experience those those good times and, like, well, those those miracles, those those things that God has 
gotten us through, how do we how do we capitalize on those so that we can help us prevent more barriers for going back straight to where we came from? Right, to kind of set those up as guides to be like, no, 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 remember yeah. this, remember this, remember this, to keep you almost like a, a bowling lane. You put the bumpers up, right? Mm-hmm. Bouncing back into those miracles from the past is stayed on the, the alley. That's what I kind of think. I of. think, I think part of it is, you know, telling people so that they can keep you accountable yeah. for those. Cause it's like, share no, that testimony. you were like super on fire during this time. And it's like, when you share it, if you just put it in a journal and then you're, or just like bottle it up, then that can honestly be like a, something that you, you can't really go back to, but like you tell people, you, you show them, then they then kind of keep you accountable. It's like, mm. no, this is where you were. And this, this is what God got you through. I remember you telling me. Mm. Um, That's yeah. good. So when I, so I'm part of the addiction recovery um, group here at the church. And so it's one of those things where we meet every week and like, it's constantly front of mind. Like, Oh, I was an addict. I was addicted to whatever. Um, and we like walk through the journey together. And I wonder if we did that with other things because mm. I, I keep such an accountability for addiction. What if I did it for past relationships or past hurt or whatever it is I'm trying to overcome? Because, you know, with addiction, obviously it's very like, okay, like black and white, like, you know, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and um, so you're able to hold yourself accountable. But then there's all these other layers of stuff that we're dealing with. And I question if I actually did that in the other areas of my life, like Eric said about accountability and like talking to people um, and being more open about it. I feel like, cause that's what lands me back into the little, what is it? A trench? The little trench. The uh-huh. reason I land back in the trench is cause I'm not dealing with it. Like I dealt with addiction, you know, I'm, I'm not constantly going back into the trench with addiction, thankfully. Um, but um, like, if I go back in the trench for a lot of other stuff, <laughs> there's a lot of other things that I go back in the trench for. And, uh, you know, God brings me out again and then I circle back around. So I wonder if I did that. I mean, that's just my like right, that idea. Right. front of mind. You know? yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, su- uh, tie in because uh, group launches started today. Oh. And so hey, listen, the, the group, um, the addiction group, we have to meet every week. So there, <laughs> yeah, that's right, continuous yeah. year round. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, but yeah, check out groups. That's a good opportunity to get with like minded people. Definitely. And so, yeah, even if it's just, uh, you know, seven man group, a discipleship group, a Bible study, you know, those are how you grow. And those are, you know, how you can prevent barriers from going back to, you know, a certain situation that you've, you know, gotten through. And, um, yeah, uh, JR and I are in the same men's group and we meet every Friday morning and we discuss life. We go through some studies sometimes, but you know, it's, it's that accountability. It's that, um, that growth, that, uh, consistency of meeting together and, you know, seeing where we all are in different, you know, spans of life, but it's been a, a few years now that, um, been meeting with that group and it's, um, it has been very impactful. Um, is there any other groups that you guys have been a part of that have, uh, really shaped your beliefs and helped to, um, just solidify anything that you guys have experienced? Uh, I was part of the divorce group. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was amazing to be with like, um, women who, well, Devon was part of the group too, but we had to like kind of kick him out because <laughs> there was all ladies. I mean, we welcomed him sometime, but these women, um, that I really like connected with, um, you know, here I was leading the group and they led me, mm. you know, like, and it was, cool. um, you know, I was always joking, like it's the blind leading the blind, like, you know, cause, <laughs> but these, we, these women were like so powerful in my life and they still are so like so much influence, 
Um, so de- I definitely recommend getting part of a group. And especially groups like that, the addiction recovery mm-hmm. and the divorce yeah. group. And it, like you said, those ones specifically are people that have been through very similar things. So it's this Christian walk, this whole life walk was not meant to be done alone. So like getting involved in these groups is so important. As, as good as it is to come to church on a Sunday, worship corporately, get filled with the spirit. We're not meant to just go and be alone the rest of the week and like working on this this ourselves and working on this Christian relationship with Jesus. Like, get with people, get with people that have similar ideas, that have similar interests, or whatever it is, or maybe different interests. Go try, try something new. <laughs> oh man, and it's fun too. This past Friday, it was kind of like a roast of me. Oh no, <laughs> and I laughed Sorry. pretty hard. So yeah, they're they're a lot of fun too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, JR, uh, we started going over some of JR-isms, I guess you'd say. Uh, oh. But JR brings his his Southern uh, take on some things, and he's got a lot of uh, good analogies. Was this uh, barbecue night? So, no, this was just a regular This was Donut Friday morning. Oh, nice. Okay. But uh, one of the ones that we brought up was um, a turtle on a fence post. So I'd like, JR, go ahead and explain turtle on a fence post for us. Well, the thing is, if you're walking out randomly and you see a turtle on a fence post, you know he didn't get there on his own. Somebody put him there. <laughs> oh. Did you just come up with that on your own? No, that's that's an oldie from where I come from. Oh, yeah, I've okay. heard similar. I've heard uh, turtle on a lampstand or something like that. And it's like, that's what my buddy called his manager. He was like, she has no business being the manager. <laughs> she, how'd she get up there? <laughs> but, That's pretty um, funny. But no, yeah, JR always comes up with those or he'll throw in like a Star Wars or Marvel reference like nice. at, in the middle of a... a like a, a deep a, conversation yeah. about Jesus. And it like fits. And so, Iron Man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, is there anything else that, that stood out to you guys through the sermon or um, any, any other takeaways from, I guess we're wrapping up the fast, any other, um, any things that, kind of stood out to you through the process of that. Mm. Get in a group, 